Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Porritz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people to discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission, to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams, and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach Andrew. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number one, I'll know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in and post questions. Have you ever seen someone perform and thought, this guy is going to be a household name one day? That was what I thought when I saw Drew Gasparini's Tour de Force show, Crazy Just Like Me, at a community theater in Marin County in California. A songwriter of many genres, this quadruple threat Marvel wrote an outstanding musical score, co-wrote the book, and acted and sung in the lead role. I've seen him several times at Joe's Pub in Manhattan, where he's brought on more performance in a night than you've seen in a year, who bring his many songs to life. He plays piano and guitar like it's nobody's business, and his gorgeous little sisters and his mom are about as talented as he is. Trust me, you will be hearing a lot more from Drew Gasparini. You can connect with Drew on Twitter at Drew Gasparini. And Drew, are you with me? Yes, I am. Hi. Hello. Hello. Really excited to have you. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Movie Phone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'm really excited to have you on here, man. I um, I am definitely one of your biggest fans. That I am very flattered. Thank you so much. I'm I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to have an enthusiastic fan such as yourself. Oh, thank you. So um, <laughs> let's let's go back a little bit and just I I got to get an idea. Like, how did you become this guy? You uh, first of all, what do you, tell me everything that you do because. I think I probably don't even know half of this stuff. I know you also teach and you this and you that. So tell me all your amazing skills. Uh, well, when I, well, that's true. When I first moved to New York, I was uh, I taught choir and I taught uh, children's music and this learning education program. And um, I, I mean, I started in music when I was very young because uh, my dad is a very Led Zeppelin-induced drummer. And uh, my my mother was a music teacher, and I got into music and songwriting and Led Zeppelin and Paul Simon and all these songwriters, and I got into it very young. I went to college for it, and before college, I picked up instruments like drums, bass, piano, and guitar, um, and got the experience of playing live music and touring and uh, playing solo as a singer-songwriter, and then amidst all that, I... Uh, I began writing musical theater, which is where I kind of fell into. And then, you know, when you got to make money, I I started doing the teaching thing as well, ultimately knowing that my goal was to be a musical theater composer. That's always been the end game for me. Now you, so you play a lot of instruments. You're kind of reminding me of like Paul McCartney when he, he created his first album after the Beatles. was He just did everything. Yeah. I don't need those guys, you know. Right. <laughs> Ringo, who? I'll do that part, you know. There was a rumor when I was in high school, and and I don't know why high school was the time, but it certainly was when I started getting into the Beatles. Someone made, someone said this to me. I don't know if it's true, but someone said that when Ringo wasn't around during the Beatles recording sessions, Paul would step in and just do them for him. 
I don't know if that's true, and I respect Ringo as a drummer, but that is a hilarious rumor. Yeah, I, I'm, I actually believe that is true, Paul, you know, and he certainly had the ego to do it anyway, but yeah, or he'd just go, let me show you how it's done, Ringo. Yeah, exactly. I know you're the drummer of the band, but let me how to play the drums right here. I'm going to show you how. It's actually the very famous uh, the George Harrison record with the Beatles, of uh, Taxman. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, the lead guitar on that, that's not George Harrison. That's Paul. That's Eric Cla- oh, it's Paul? I thought it was Eric Clapton. No, Eric Clapton did um, did uh, no, All My, my guitar, guitar Gently Weeps. weeps. Yeah. But that's actually, yeah. Paul was doing that thing, and George goes, oh, man, that's that's crazy. And so, okay, you do it. So he did it. That is so funny. Paul just, he just took control of that thing, didn't he? He sure did. So yeah. you're you're kind of like in that category of multiple talent. And you know what I've actually said to somebody about you is that you kind of, uh, like, if you take a guy uh, who's, by the way, extremely talented, Justin Timberlake, you're like yeah. a more talented Justin Timberlake to my mind. A more talented Justin. I don't know what, if I could ever do what Justin Timberlake did while he was in NSYNC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I could... Well, I don't know about the end of that many days. I, one. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, if, if, probably if that's all he ever did, you might go, oh, gee, thanks, Andrew. But I think he's actually a very, uh, very highly regarded person as in terms of his overall skill set. So. Well, you know, then in that case, I, I very much thank you. That's a huge compliment. It, it really yes, is. Course, one day you'll understand. I mean, of course, Justin's really very talented. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. So, uh so my first encounter with you was uh, crazy just like me. So I, tell me a little bit about that. And just remember that I'm here, but people listening may not know anything. Sure. So we'll um, talk to them. Uh, crazy just like me happened, it began in like 2006. And um, I was uh, playing a lot of shows in the Southern California region. And I'd always done musical theater, and I don't know where it's stopped being a part of my life, but somewhere in high school, it stopped really mattering to me. Mm-hmm. And then while I was on the road, something hit me, and I was like, I love telling stories. I love the idea of voicing for characters. And uh, I started writing the outlines for this show. And I was, you know, in a very impressionable age. I think it was 19 at the time, mm-hmm. uh, 20. Um, and I was just writing about other characters who might be discovering what they're like as an adult and who they are as a grown-up and uh, putting it to this very Ben Foldy contemporary score. And then um, knowing that I have the support in my hometown near San Francisco, Marin County, like you said, um, I thought I'd go try the show out there and see if it had legs and see if it worked. Yeah. Sure. And so that, that, that really... And I owe a lot of the success of the show now to uh, Emily Gates, who was my music teacher at San Marin High. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she gave me the venue. She gave me all the encouragement. And, I mean, so did my parents. They're great. But it was very cool to have a teacher who was not my teacher anymore to step back into my life to say, I think you have something that you should pursue. Let me help you get started. That was very cool of her. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and then around that time, uh, you know, around the time you saw it, when did you see it, 2007 or 2009? There were two productions. You know, honestly, I can't tell you what year. I'm going to say it's at least, you know, three years, three, yeah, four definitely. years. Sure, 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 2009, I think. It, uh, was it a, yeah, I'm sure it was, 2009. Um, but, I mean, when we brought it to California, we did all the workshops, 
I, I submitted it for the New Music Theater Fest, mm-hmm. and they and that was in that was back in 2007. And they said, "Listen, we can't accept <laughs> we can't accept your show into the festival this year, but we think that you, as a writer, have a lot of promise. We encourage you to move to New York." And two weeks after that, I like barely told my parents I was moving to New York. I just went. Wow. And mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody out here, and I was—I I understood how risky it was, but I thought that I could do something out here, and um, and yeah, and I kept working on the show, and eventually went to the New York Musical Theater Festival, and it won Best of Fest and uh, in the awards, and I don't know. I guess as they say, the rest is history to a point. That was the first show I ever wrote. It was, mm. it was pretty exciting. I I can't guess what that that really should be a Broadway show. That's very flattering. Thank you so much. No, really. I mean, this is as good as anything I've seen out there. The, everything about it, and the, the the music, the the writing, the the characters, uh, the acting. So I, I was uh, thinking, when is this going to Broadway? Well, you know, Broadway is a different monster now. It's very, mm. very much a business, and they got to pick what appeals to the mass appeal. And the story of Crazy Just Like Me though nowadays in the society we live in has a huge appeal. It's, it's about people coming to terms with themselves and their sexuality. And like, yes. It's, it's kind of ta- what used to be taboo issues. <laughs> so it does appeal to people, but it's a small cast, and there's not, I mean, other than the fact that it's a relatable theme and subject matter, there's not too much more commercial appeal. Hmm. That, I, that At least that's what I would gather. Um, that's why it, it hasn't gone down a Broadway path, but there's lots of talk of off-Broadway, and um, I don't have much more to say on that subject, but there's a lot of interest in the show going off-Broadway, so that's exciting as well. Uh, there's a, a fan of yours uh, with with the screen name of <laughs> Morontourage69 oh, uh, says, do you know who this is? says, Go Drew, long-time guess. fan from California, I pray for you, and also, Giants are up to zip. Hey, thanks for the Giants update. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought yes. I'd have to share that with you. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, I can't believe I'm doing this when the Giants game is on right now. That's humongous. Well, you got the Giants game. You got the presidential debates. It's a very tough night. I know. I got a night. lot of competition tonight. This is <laughs> a lot of, a lot of. But the, you know, the beautiful thing is, like this show, we're live now. But the vast majority of uh, people who listen to the show will not be listening in the present time. It becomes a podcast the moment we're done. Right. Oh, that's amazing. So we'll get thousands of downloads in the next week or two. You mean on that computer contraption that everyone keeps talking about? Yeah, you, you kids with your with electronics. Yeah, with the like buttons that. and the yeah, yeah, with the buds and whatever the modems and all those crazy things. <laughs> all the modems, yeah. Yeah, the modems. Um, so, well, yeah. thanks for that Giants update. That's that's thrilling. I hope the Giants, if the Giants win this game tonight, not to make this whole thing about the Giants, but if the San Francisco Giants win the game tonight, they go on to the World Series, and that ain't bad. That ain't bad, you know. My my dad, who's a you know a New Yorker, but he lives out in Marin now. He has become a Giants fan, so he is definitely being thrilled right now. Oh, that's fantastic! He's out in Marin. Whereabouts in Marin? He's in uh, Green Bray, and my brother's in uh, San Rafael. And uh, as you may know, my my brother and your mother were in a show together. 
You know what? That's so funny because when I posted, I posted the link to the podcast right now onto my mm-hmm. Facebook. And when I did, my mom sent me an email saying, you know how I know him, right? <laughs> how I know his brother. Right. And I said, how do you know his brother? And they did a production of the musical uh, City of Angels together. Yes, exactly. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if you recall, he played the character of Stein. Do you I, remember? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even certain if I got to see that because I, I, I try to see as much of his stuff as possible. Sure, sure. Oh, your fan in the in the in the uh, page says, "Please tell Drew that I made grapesicles for him." Grapesicles. That's... That should be a good clue now. <laughs> that's... Hopefully, this means something to you. I have no idea what. That's my stalker. Um, oh, it, it's a he/she. It's a very interesting specimen that I actually know personally, but it is a he/she. He, he has okay. both parts. Yeah. Okay. Good. Very fun. <laughs> um, anyway, but, oh, but but where I was going with the story about your brother is I remember because my mother was in the show with your brother and yeah. I worked backstage and he always got to the show early and mm-hmm. sang like Frank Sinatra jazz Yes, with the music director. I'll never forget that. He had a very croony jazz voice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I forget, what was his name again? His name is Jonathan Poritz. Jonathan. Yeah, and and he's all over, uh, you know, the the Bay Area. With he does a Sinatra show, he does uh, 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 Rat Pack stuff, and he's does a lot of work at the uh, the Raz Room in San so, Francisco. Let me ask you this: Is Yes, your your father, and I'm assuming your mother, perhaps moved to Marin. No, my my mom is deceased, but my my dad moved to uh, to Marin in '98. Uh, oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, Thanks. okay. And and your brother is also in. Marin. He moved out there in '95. Yeah. Why did you stay on the East Coast? Well, somebody needs to hold down the fort. That's right. Okay, there you go. People, they, people they need a guy me, like me here. And do you live in New York proper, or do you yes. live outside? I live in I live in Upper Manhattan. Oh, excellent, excellent. I when I moved to uh, when I moved to New York, I was the first person in my whole family to leave California, and wow. that includes yeah, and not just California, like. Ex- like the Bay Area. Like I was the first person to make the journey from the Bay Area too. Everyone thought I was out of my mind. Oh, so you come from generations of Californians? Yeah, I well, um I yes, definitely. But my my dad is first generation uh Italian in this country, but he's only known the Bay Area. And his his parents, my grandparents are from Italy. I never would have guessed that you're you have an Italian uh, heritage. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Gasparini. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have guessed. So, um, so one thing I want to make sure we get to early is that you're up to something really big right now, and oh, I yeah. want to make sure we talk about that, which is your Kickstarter sure. campaign. Yeah, yeah, we have a Kickstarter campaign for uh, this album that I'm working on right now. It's uh, a musical theater album, it's like a compilation of songs from my. Uh, from some of my musicals and some of these standalone songs and some pop songs that I've written and done other things with. And the reason we thought it was a good time to do so is because I've sold out some concerts in New York. I have a few musicals in the theater scene and the, I mean the the college scene and theater scene and the YouTube generation. And like Mm -hmm. all those people seem to be giving these songs 
uh, a little more a little more attention and, and love than I ever would have expected. And uh, with with other exciting things that are happening for me right now, it, it made sense to come out with a uh, compilation album of some of these songs. And I get emails daily about like requesting the sheet music for auditions for these songs and and how much a uh, certain song may have affected somebody in one way. It's, it's overwhelming. It's something. Mm. I knew I wanted to write songs, and it wasn't ever for this reason, but now that people are appreciating the music that I create this way, it certainly is more initiative for me to keep writing. It's very effective, and the support is overwhelming. I, I, I can't handle it sometimes. It's so um, kind. You don't mm. expect people. You don't expect people to be so nice, and you don't expect that the thing that you create affects people in a way... Uh, in a profound way. It's, it's astonishing to me, really. So this album comes um, out of the love that other people have for uh, not just my music, but new musical theater, which is a very important thing to talk about, I think. New musical theater is, is the only way that this American art form really mm-hmm. um, keeps progressing. The, the new people who come in to try to further the art form in a certain direction. And it's something I've certainly tried to do. And uh, like I said, the recognition that I get from people that I never thought would give me the recognition keeps assuring me that I'm doing the right thing by pumping out new musical theater. So I'm happy that we're doing this album. And the support we're getting on this Kickstarter campaign, um, we've got a few days left. We're a little more than halfway there. Um, All the support, whether it be donating or spreading the word, is so highly appreciated. But, you know, we, we like I said, we just passed the halfway mark not too long ago, and, and that's overwhelming in itself. Um, sure. We're not, asking, we're not asking for a small amount of money. No, I saw um, that. We're asking for $20,000, and that's a lot. So, And people are donating, you know, 5 to $20 at a time. So there's been a <laughs> lot of backers, and that means a lot of supporting the project, uh, and it means a lot. And, and by the way, you now have $20 less to go. Uh, I, I donated. You have, I have twenty dollars less. Less to go than you did bef- before the show started. Oh, oh, that is that is very kind of you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I, believe me, if I had the money, I would just write a ten thousand dollar check right now. Hey, so, let me tell you, if I had the money, I wouldn't be asking anybody for money. Well, well, there. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for donating. I, I, like I said, the support means forever and ever to me. It's well, you know, something about you, first of all, I, you know, I definitely get the the sense from you, like when I watch you perform, especially in, I watch you at Joe's Pub a couple of times, and you are a guy who is, you are so appreciative of what's going on, is so present in your every move, and when I'm watching you, watching the people putting on your music, you, yeah. you're like this proud papa. And you're so, but you're also so thrilled. Like I see that you're you're thrilled for them as you are for anything else. Um, I am. I, I, I mean, it's it's one thing to, it's one thing to have a concert that people come to. Mm-hmm. It's another to have uh, friends that you meet along the way who end up being giant Broadway stars or TV stars or movie stars even. Yes. Come come and do you a favor. Uh, a huge favor of singing on your album or uh, in your concert. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they come and take the time to sing for me is a giant blessing. And it certainly helps my draw for an audience. And um, so of course I'm, I'm, I mean, 
I'm very appreciative. Sometimes I can't even believe that it's that it's real. Like I, I remember when I first before I moved to New York, I was YouTube crazy about uh the the Titus Burgesses and the Lindsay Mendezes and, and mm-hmm. Jeremy Jordans and all these Broadway stars and now they're singing my stuff. And you know, YouTube is this generation T V. They they seemed, right. they seemed out of reach. They seemed bigger than than I anticipated them being to me because they seemed like celebrities on this YouTube and they had so many hits on their videos and they're on Broadway all the time and they make TV appearances and they're big stars and I never thought in a million years they'd be singing my stuff and um, and singing on my album. I mean, it's so, of course, I mean, I'm always appreciative. I'm, I I look at videos sometimes of, uh, the, of the Joe's Pub shows I've done and I get a little embarrassed that I, the way that I act while I'm, performing because I look like I'm losing my mind and it's usually just out of sheer happiness that this is actually my life. This is actually my job. And, um, I mean, I work very hard to make sure that this is my job. I I work hard to make sure that it sustains and it's something that continues. Um, but no matter how hard I work and how stressful it might become, then you do a show or you release an album and it's like, it's a very big, holy crap moment in real life. Um, so, yes, I'm very appreciative, and I do lose my mind on stage. Well, the sense that I had when I'm watching your shows, I, I, I can't remember if I've been to two or three. I think I think three. Um, and it's, it, one after the other, like, I, I, I keep on thinking, well, there can't be anything better than that. And then somebody comes in, it, it gets better and better that you get these people, and each, not just their performances, but each song, and you have so many different styles in which you which you write, which is very impressive, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, which just makes it such a joy. And then, you, of course, you bookend the show, but I, I can't even think, I want more Drew, you know? <laughs> more Drew. We need more Drew in the show. Uh, I I don't know why that you would, why you would say that. Because you're, 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 you, like, you're amazing when you perform, because you're as amazing as the people, the amazing people who perform. Oh, I'm a schmuck. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. It, well, it, I'm just telling you. And then I the last that. time I saw you, and you did this thing at the end where you just were kind of like making up songs, and you did a little piece of a song that was familiar, and like uh, kicking it on the guitar and blowing. My God, this guy! Like whatever he does, I hadn't seen you pick up the guitar before. You played his guitar as well as you play the piano. And oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's it's the eye. Oh, everybody in the chat room's going more Drew, by the way. Oh, rolling That's... deep, and your your friend, and, uh, and by the way, Giants are up five zip. John Sharp, 5-Zip, and, and my girlfriend who is in the room with me right now just pointed to me. They're actually up 6-Zip, and six bases zip. are loaded. It's a big day. All right. Excellent, excellent day. Now, by the way, I didn't give um, the the the, uh, the uh, URL for the Kickstarter. Uh, the long URL is in, in the chat page, but I've made a, a little short one so we can tell people now without trying to tell them 10,000 uh, uh, characters. Yes, sure. And that is uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, so www dot B-I-T dot L-Y slash Drew Kickstarter. That's all you have to go to, Drew Kickstarter. So it's a bit.ly, which is a short URL, bit.ly slash Drew Kickstarter, or Drew's Kickstarter. We don't care. Both of them will get you to this page so that you can participate. And if you get to the page and you feel like donating any uh, even a dollar helps, thank you so much. And if you feel like if you 
can't donate uh, for several obvious reasons, um, like lack of money, and I, we all get that. Uh, thank you for the support anyway, and if you could just continue to spread the word by copy-pasting the link on your Facebook or Twitter, that is also very helpful, and I, I very, very much appreciate it. And if you are a one percenter with an interest in show business, please write a check for $10,000 right now. <laughs> It's, I promise you'll like the album. It's a lot of fun. It's, There's no doubt. Uh, and you, and you get, look at all the perks you get from the kick, Kickstarter thing. Oh, yeah, the prizes. Uh, for a certain dollar amount, there's prizes that coincide with that. So check out the prizes. They're they're pretty fun, including including a dinner with the Morantourage. And if you don't <laughs> know, if you do not know what the Morantourage is, let me fill you in. It is a very special group of guys. Um, it is myself. It is Broadway's um, Alex Brightman, who was uh, in Glory Days and Wicked. Mm. It is Broadway's Andrew Kober, who was in The West End and Broadway's productions of Hair. Um, and it is Broadway's F. Michael Haney, who currently plays uh, Bach in Wicked right now. And uh, they are all good friends of mine. We are in the process of uh, writing and um, shopping around a TV pilot we've written. It's nothing but raunchy humor, um, but with lovable guys behind it. And we're all very much a good time who enjoy a lot of good beers. So if you want to donate, I think it's $1,000. If you want a night out with some more entourage, it is a good time. That sounds like an amazing prize. And by the way, I've been asked to, to, to mention Cobra has a great tattoo. Cobra does have a great tattoo. Um, <laughs> Cobra's tattoo is what got him all the ladies in in college and in high school. It is it is, <laughs> and, I, and I say that without laughing. I'm sorry. It is <laughs> it is a horrible tattoo. I take everything I just said back. It is the, it is the dumbest tattoo. It is on his. <laughs> It is on his ankle of all places. I hope I hope the world is listening right now. Broadway's Andrew Kober, Emmy <laughs> Emmy Award eligible, Tony Award eligible, and Olivia Award eligible. Andrew Kober has a tattoo on his ankle of a smiley face, sad face mask, like the theater emblem. Yes. On his um on his ankle. The fact that he married a woman is a miracle to all of us because of that tattoo. But we love him to death. That we all think it's hilarious. And 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 what do you get, what do you need to, to donate to get that tattoo uh, on your ankle? If you if you if if you donate ten thousand dollars, I will also get that tattoo on my ankle. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if you if you donate ten thousand dollars. And I'm going to say this because I don't know anybody who's got $10,000 to donate. If you donate $10,000, I will get that, that tattoo on both my ankles, plus a tattoo on the bottom of my foot that says, Andrew Kober is my idol. <laughs> awesome. Okay, there might be somebody out there with that kind of money who is... Uh, I hope so. I hope like, that's you know, Mitt Romney makes bets on 10000 Yo, you know, uh, I'll bet you $10,000. Yeah, I think he sneezes and ten thousand dollars comes out. Yeah, so he if he well he wouldn't be listening because he's doing the debate. But otherwise, he very well may be <laughs> thinking I could I could get uh, Drew Gasparini to get some tattoos if, tonight. If, if Mitt Romney were not doing the debate tonight, he would surely be listening into this right now. That's usually what he does. He calls me all the time. He says, "When are you doing another show, buddy?" You know. Oh my god! <laughs> that that nutty guy, you know. 
Is he? I, I bet he's actually more Entourage 69. He, well, more no, he's more Montourage. More Montourage. <laughs> he's more Montourage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Thank you very much. Try the Viewer will be here all week. So I would love to uh, play one of your songs right now. Uh, by all means. So pick one. I have two I, that you sent me. I would like to. Which one would you like to go with first? I forget which two I sent you. You, you sent me Michigan and So Far Down. Um, let's do Michigan. It's upbeat, and we are, uh, the version you have is a version off of a record of mine that is available on iTunes right now, but we are re-recording it for my upcoming album that the Kickstarter is campaigning for with Broadway's Casey Sheik and, uh, Tim Ehrlich from the Rent Tour. Hmm. Okay. Here we go with Drew Gasparini and Michigan.
Hi, Drew Gasparini here on W Blog Talk Radio. Yes, that that's me as a, a, as a as a as a DJ. That's my that's as close that's, as I'm going to get. Okay, well, you, I mean, every time it happens, it's that movie phone guy. It cracks me up. <laughs> Welcome to movie phone. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's my my idol. Speaking of uh, idols or influences, tell me some of your influences. Um, in terms of musicianship or songwriting, I guess let's, songwriting. You know what? Let's let's start with songwriting, and then we'll work work around. But I'm, I'm more mm-hmm. interested in you as as a songwriter. Where do you what 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 kind of things have influenced you? Well, I think I think um, you know, when when you're a kid, you're kind of automatically influenced by everything your parents listen to mm-hmm. without having to try. I was influenced heavily by um, what my parents brought into my life, and that was a lot of... My dad brought in Zeppelin, uh, uh, The Grateful Dead, and The Who, and my mom brought a lot of James Taylor, Paul Simon, Elton John. So I had mm. those troubadours of rock and roll, those troubadours of songwriting, and then as I, you know, got into more impressionable ages in my teens, I started, like, finding my own influences. And in terms of um, musicianship and writing songs and originality, I know a lot of people poo-poo on him, but I thought his guitar playing was so unique and his songwriting was really interesting. It, I, I think interesting is the best word I could use for him. And Dave mm-hmm. Matthews, I was, mm-hmm. I was, when I was in high school, I was really into how Dave Matthews uh, wrote songs musically. It didn't always right. make sense to me, and it was it was so interesting. I was always compelled by how he did it, or what he was writing about, or the rhythms he used. It was very cool. But as I grew out of my days phase, I I learned to appreciate things more like the Beatles, like heavily the Beatles. Um, I like a lot of people who are out now, like Ben Folds and Sarah Bareilles, um, and I mean every. Peter Composer uh, talks about Sondheim, and that's true for me. I love Stephen mm. Sondheim, but the, the person who really affected me as a composer uh, is pretty recent. is Tom Kitt, who wrote uh, the Pulitzer Surprise and Tony Award winning Next to Normal, um, because he he had a different type of rock and a different type of pop influence in theater writing. And mm-hmm. I always tried to forward my theater writing with a pop rock influence. And I think he executed that very well. I really like how he did that. So uh, he's a big influence on me as well. I'd like to see if you agree with these comments from some of your friends in the chat room. Yeah. They say F. Michael Haney is a huge influence on you. Uh, F. Michael Haney is a is a huge influence on me. Um, he's uh, he's a he's a he's a funny guy. He's, He's a great songwriter. In fact, you can check out his stuff on YouTube.com slash songs in the key of S. And uh, and you can see him on Broadway right now as Buck in Wicked. He's a, he's a good friend, and yes, he's an excellent Buck. You know, I, I wrote you in a note. I don't know if you saw it, but when I many many years ago, I was at a at a wedding, and the wedding singer was this phenomenal singer, and I'm going, "Why are you here? What are you doing? And you must be doing something else." And she had a little band, right? Oh yeah, and, I did read it. And yeah. I went to, I went to see her. You know, we we you know kind of supported each other briefly, and um, next thing I know, about a year later, she's in Rent, and she was in Wicked, Idina Menzel. Right. I mean, that nobody. 
that little something, you know, little nothing, you know. <laughs> that little so and so. Um, that's that's amazing. Whose whose wedding was she singing at? My, it was a regular wedding, but it was a huge wedding at the Plaza Hotel. My friend was marrying a, a, a woman from Hartford, Connecticut, who had a, her family had a lot of money. They had seven bands. Like every hour had a different band. Whoa! It was unbe- it was unbelievable. It was and just she an was one of those. She was a singer of one of those. She bands? was a, a singer in one of the bands, and like that's this. She went paying. The, that was her paying the rent. You know, no, right. no pun intended. And then she went to rent. And now, did she strike you as more compelling than the rest of the other bands? Oh no, she was like you know so far and away better than anybody. Like you know, she doesn't belong here. She was her impeccable singing, powerful. I mean, voice. she was drop dead gorgeous. For you know, she's young. Right. Uh, I was like, what is? How do how do you get a singer like this in a wedding band? It's like right. You know, it's it's, it's insane. And so I, I had to approach her, and then we you know traded uh, information, and I I was in touch with her for a little while. Now they That's also cool. say in the chat room. I think this might be a joke. Nickelback is that true? Nickel Nickelback as an as an influence? Yeah. Um, no. That, I, that did, I thought true. that might be a joke. And yeah, Billy that's... Ocean they mentioned. <clears throat> Billy Ocean, sure. I haven't heard much of his stuff, but I, I uh <laughs> sure. Again, these are your friends or supporters, I'm not sure which. I I hopefully or stalkers, both. as you said, Mike. You're, you're <laughs> or stalkers. stalkers, yeah. You're it, stalkers who all uh, Ocean's eleven. I thought well they're being silly, that's just a movie. Yeah, that that is that is that now they're now they're being disrespectful. Now, now they're, they're being ridiculous. <laughs> so Drew, I know you have a lot going on. You 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 we only have a few minutes left with you. So tell me anything else you'd like to tell me in the next you know, minute or two, like what what you're up to, where where we can find you, what's next for Drew. Sure thing. Um, you can find anything out about me at uh, www.drewgasparinimusic.com. Um, you can find me on YouTube and Facebook, and my Twitter handle is Drew Gasparini. It's G-A-S-P-A-R-I-N-I. Um, but I am working on several new shows. Um, <clears throat> right now I'm finishing the last, and I, and I say last very much in quotes because I've said that several times now, um, the last rewrites for the show of mine, Crazy Just Like Me, which you saw three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's doing its pre-off-Broadway, you know, out-of-town gig uh, very soon. Um, and there's going to be information on that on my website or my Facebook or my Twitter. Uh, so stay posted. And I'm also finishing up. I've had I had a couple ideas for musicals. Uh, one for a show called Circle, which is a story about uh, relationships and how obstacles can be overcome, dysfunction in families, um, and how everything in life ends up really coming full circle more often than you think. And I'm writing the music and lyrics for that, and the Mm. book to that is being written by uh, my good friend Alex Brightman. And uh, I just did a uh, commission for Fordham University with... Mike Kimmel, who is best known for writing The Last Goodbye, which is the Jeff Buckley, Romeo and Juliet adaptation. And uh, that happened this summer, and we're doing rewrites for that very soon. We just did a reading at Lincoln Center, and uh, we're going to move forward with that sometime very soon. We're in the middle of rewrites. And uh, we just finished our first draft of a musical I'm very excited about called Make Me Bad, which Mm -hmm. is... um, 
a serial killer love story uh, with several twists. Oh, I meant a, to ask you about that because I heard you do uh, you did a couple of songs for it at yeah, Joe's Pub. Yeah, we've done songs. Uh, we've done songs from it at Joe's Pub concert, and um, I feel like it's something. So I feel like I don't. I, there's part of me that doesn't know if the theater community is ready for it. I think that there is a hunger for something this new. I think that there hasn't been a musical theater uh, horror thriller the way that this has been written. And I knew that I wasn't capable of writing uh, such an intense story. And thank you to, uh, again, my very good friend, Alex Brightman, who took the idea I had and stretched it out and made it into this amazing story. And I wrote the music and lyrics, Make Me Bad, we're presenting a reading uh, very casual, invite-only kind of reading in November, but there will be more on that show uh, within the uh, very beginning part of the new year. And that, remember, there was is, uh, there was Sweeney Todd. There was Sweeney Todd, and that was that that seemed almost even too campy for right. compared to what we are trying to execute. It is literally something you could take right off the musical theater libretto script and put into. The big screen in a as a horror movie, it is yes. something to the to that suspense level, and I'm really excited about it. The score is is something unlike I, anything I've written. It's more dark and it's got like Radiohead inspiration behind it, and um, I'm I'm really happy with our first draft, and I'm happy with I'm already happy with the changes we're going to be making, and I'm excited uh, for the journey of that show the most. But Circles and Crazy Just Like Me are, are always going to be huge parts of my life as of making that, and uh, Turn of the Screw is also going to be very cool. And alongside with that, I've, I've been contributing music, um, songs of mine and other music to the TV show on NBC Smash. So tune in to this coming season on NBC. I think it starts airing in early February or late January, and uh, you can hear my songs on that show as well. Awesome. So Drew, I'm I am so thrilled that you were on the show tonight with me. I really appreciate you being here with me. Really. Oh my God, I appreciate you having me. Honestly, I I can't thank you enough, Andrew, from the bottom of my heart. Seriously, thank you. Believe me, my pleasure. And so, Drew, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. But what I'm gonna do is, as you're leaving, I'm going to play your song so far down. Oh, great. For for those uh, listening. And I'll tell everybody, I will be back here next week with the amazing social media guru, founder of Harrow, Peter Shankman. And so here on Blog Talk Radio, Drew Gasparini with So Far Down. Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. Prefer it when I frown 
You say you owe me and I say I lost him It's hard to see what's up there when I'm so far down Making promises a lie But I give and give and forget to live You know I give it all I got Like a ghost in the bedroom I am hardly even seen But I hear the noise right outside my door Hoping it will come to me Okay, I made another problem Whoa It's almost if I much prefer it when I frown You say you owe me and I say I lost him It's hard to see what's up there when I'm so far down Like a bowl who's off to sea And I give and give and forget to live On the shore is where I'll be Okay, I made another problem Oh, it's almost like I much prefer it when I frown You say you owe me and I say I lost him It's hard to see what's up there when I'm so far down Yeah, 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 yeah 